from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. We wanted to find a way to reach the kids more often, so working in after-school programs gave us that connection. I love the way the coaches really work with the kids, not just on the skill part of soccer, but life skills too. Developing that discipline. Okay, so now we've got a brain that has the ability to regulate itself. Now we concentrate on academics. We would continue to teach soccer, but we would also spend time during the time that we had with the kids and basically just talk with them and ask them how their day was going. The leadership roles and the good behavior and the, I just, I have loved them since the beginning. Good job! There you go. I'm Sarah Fenske. For 17 years, New Dimensions has provided low-income St. Louis kids something that their higher-income peers take for granted, access to soccer. The nonprofit has given countless kids, including many refugees and immigrants, a high-quality soccer program. And for the kids, it's not so much a game-changer as a chance to get in the game, as our producer Emily Woodbury learned when she visited practice on Saturday. My name is Penelope, and I'm from St. Louis. I like forward and defense. Kevin, how old are you and how long have you been playing soccer? Um, I'm 10 years old and I have been playing soccer since I was three. You've been playing for quite a while. Are you one of the best on the team? Most of the time. My, bro- my brothers teach me how to like, like score, like trick them and everything to make inside a goal. My name is Ava and I'm from St. Louis. So you're actually coaching. Yeah, I'm a junior coach. Some kids, they get into, they get into incidents, and I have to work them out. So there was this one kid last Thursday, and he got upset with a different kid. And I asked them how they felt, and I asked them if they wanted to apologize to each other, and that, was a, that it was an accident, and they ended up doing so. They talked it out, and we ended up learning a few new foot skills. Could you tell me your name and where you're from? Andy, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, Rosewood. My first time playing a sport. Okay, and how do you like it so far? Good. I I like to play offense. Offense. So you're scoring goals? Yes. I got 40 goals and I'm on the top board with him. You scored 40 goals? Yes. Wow. What's your secret? Nothing. I just do what the coach says and walk and kick the ball. And those are some participants in the New Dimension Soccer Program speaking to our producer, Emily Woodbury. Now, parents told Emily they see huge benefit to the New Dimensions Program, too. My name is Nadia Sudani. I come from Lebanon. Uh, We came here on December, so a few months ago. What brought you here today to New Dimensions? Well, my friend told me about the activity, and uh, my son loves soccer. He watches all the games, the Champions Leagues, <laughs> everything, and it's like a dream come true for him to come here. It's good to have like group activity with kids, especially that we don't know a lot of people in St. Louis. Hi, my name is Lisa. I'm from St. Louis. And uh, what's your last name, Lisa? Kelly. We've been with New Dimensions for about five years. My daughter started in the kindergarten, and she loves playing, and I love cheering her on. And Oh, good one. <laughs> 
I love the diversity. I love the way the coaches really work with the kids, not just on the skill part of soccer, but life skills too. They're really teaching them how to handle life with the, the, the leadership roles and the good behavior. And the, I just, I have loved them since the beginning. Good job! There you go. Could I have your name? Zuhur Naim. I I have been in St. Louis for now 12, 13 years, but I'm originally from North Africa, from Morocco. The diversity is huge, the, the activities, the treats at, at the end, they give them like hot dogs. In the summer, they have those four by four tournaments. They call them watermelon because eventually they bring a watermelon into pieces. And that's the best and the sweetest watermelon our kids ever had. Like the one at home doesn't taste as, much, as good. Yeah, Matt vote, and I live in Crestwood. My granddaughter, um, this is her first experience with soccer, and what a better way to come out here and see all these different kids. It's a social thing for her, and she definitely um, can look up to the older players and see what they're doing and follow suit. And, uh, of course, she really is here for the hot dogs afterwards. It's good incentive. <laughs> And she's really formed a connection with Diane, too. I've seen them playing a lot, um, kind of a mentorship over there. Well, Kaya, um, you know, she has experienced a lot of stuff her first five years. And I told Diane about it, and Diane is just taking her by her wings and just really helping her out. And I didn't ask her to. She just, that's kind of what it is here. You just jump in and do what's needed. My name is Patricia Thompson, and I am from the Southside, Gravois, Hampton area. I am here with my two foster sons, my nine-year-old Therese and 10-year-old Enzi, and they have both been home with me since October of 2021. Um, hopefully, they are gonna stay with me. We have our permanency hearing coming up in a couple of months. On their um, school website, they had posted about new dimensions. The coaches keep me coming back the way the coaches interact with the boys. And just for example, today, the coach had asked if my oldest son, Enzi, would be able to ride the tractor and cut the field, which is a humongous ego boost to a foster boy. Hey, um, got hit with the soccer ball. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just huge. And all of the coaches interact with them in that way and also the other children, you know, and then the bonding with the other parents as well. It's just, it's a wonderful community. A wonderful community indeed. And here to share more about New Dimensions and its long history of good work in the St. Louis community is Tom Mickler. He is the co-founder of New Dimensions. Tom, welcome. Sarah, thank you for having me today. This is a lot of fun to hear all those voices. Yeah, I mean, you were listening so carefully and I could just see waves of emotion passing over your face just hearing about the impact this program has had. Oh, for sure. It's a, it's a passion for ours, for us, and uh, it's really grown it's uh, really taken on a life of its own. Uh, when we first started, my co-founder, Tim T. Tamble, and I really didn't know where it was going to head, but we were just doing something as a way to give back to the game. Our kids were young at the time, 
and it was a chance to have them involved with kids from other backgrounds, and that's really the beginning of it. So you wanted to, to help them get involved with kids from other backgrounds. How did you go about getting other kids interested in, in something that at that point was brand new? You know, it's a good question. Uh, it actually took a lot of work. It was working, starting on the south side, working, finding organizations that were contacting, connecting with youth that were new to St. Louis, One of the first groups that we partnered with was the Center for Survivors of Torture and War Trauma. Mm. And what we learned from those counselors was that when we gave kids a jersey to be teammates, if they'd been fighting with each other on Tuesday, when they got a jersey on Wednesday, then they were friends. Mm. And, And that began to heal their trauma is what we were told. So my background is I'm a mental health professional, I'm a counselor, and when I heard that from those counselors who see those kids every day, that opened up a different window for us. Okay, so now there's more that we can do with soccer beyond creating fun spaces for kids from all over the world just to come together to have fun, but what else can we do with this sport? So the heart of what we're doing is we're basically taking a sport connecting with kids that wouldn't get a chance to play the sport uh, at a no or low rate of pay. If they can't play, they're still going to, they're still going to, they can't pay, they're still going to play. But then what else can we do with them? That became the question. So. And and when you say you started with this group, this was, this would have been like refugees basically where they started. Um, From there, was there sort of a ripple out where this ended up being just a lot of different immigrant communities? You know, that was the original group that we targeted because, you know, growing up playing soccer, I know that soccer is the world's game. It's a beautiful game. So many of the cultures and and ethnicities coming to St. Louis revered the game. So I just saw it as a natural way for uh, for me as a father to expose my kids to diversity, but also to give kids that were new to St. Louis something to do as a way to assimilate into the culture. So refugees were the first group we were looking to connect with, but that quickly spread to immigrant, all kids, yeah. basically. We want to bring all kids together. but really trying to focus on the kids that otherwise just wouldn't have that opportunity. So. Yeah, I mean, there's so many soccer club programs, some of them so expensive and so yeah. focused on, we're going to make your kid the best soccer player in the world. Yeah. This is has a much different orientation. You do what's called all-inclusive practice. How does this work? Right. Well, what in our spring season, which we're in right now, on Saturday mornings, uh, for a number of years, we've had coaches at our field, uh, the edge of Soulard, and these are volunteer coaches. Most of them have played the game or they found out about what we're doing and just want to come out to help. Any child, uh, really, we take kids up to age 15. Any, any child that wants to come out, we'll be there from 10 to 1130 on Saturday mornings teaching foot skills and then breaking the kids up and just playing small-sided games. They, they don't even have done. to register. They can no, just show not up. not in the fall. There's no registration in the fall. In, I'm sorry, in the, in the spring. In the fall, we'll play our spring. Okay, let me stop. In the fall, we will play our league. That will have a registration, a schedule. You'll have an opponent. So that's structured. Yeah. This is just unstructured. The idea really. is just to have no barriers. Really, it is. It's yeah. just come out when you can make it. We're glad when you're here. If you can't, you know, try to make it back sometime soon. 
That's all. So as you alluded to there, um, you know, you're playing soccer and you actually do have a team, too. You're not just doing these practices, but this isn't just about soccer. So Monroe Smith of St. Louis has been a soccer referee for many years, uh, and that's how he met you, Tom. Yes. He's been involved with New Dimensions on and off for years, and he actually traveled with you down to San Antonio to meet with the former mayor, Ed Garza, to learn about a life skills program that the mayor had instituted. And he, uh, Monroe told our producer, Emily Woodbury, this about that. Ed's program is a life skills program with soccer as the hook. The program is, one, keep kids in school. We are building a program right now for kids from two to five. Uh, Part of that program takes soccer skills and enhances the frontal cortex of the brain, developing that discipline. Okay, so now we've got a brain that has the ability to regulate itself, now we concentrate on academics and say, okay, how are you studying? What are you doing? How are you progressing in school? From there, we progress into, okay, now we got them in this and we got them in that, and they're interested in soccer and they're just playing for fun up until the fifth grade. About fifth grade, now you start to get into the competition. So, you know, those kids that are really good at soccer are going to stay there. But we're trying to come up with fun soccer for people that weren't as, like me, weren't as athletically able. We still keep contact with them. We have them. We're monitoring their school, monitoring their soccer, and preparing them for high school. Then we get our high school program where we start preparing them for college, and that's the connection. So that is Monroe Smith, um, who's a referee and has also been involved in this program, talking about this this program in San Antonio and all the things you're trying to do that go so far beyond soccer. Right. This feels monumental. This is a lot. Well, actually, what we want to end up with and what we believe we will end up will be a four-pillar approach. The first pillar is what we're working on right now, and that's for uh, children ages two to five, because... Research shows consistently that when a child is engaged at that age in an activity, because there is more neurological development happening at that point in life, as I understand it, Mm -hmm. when a child is focused and sustaining that focus, it's enhancing the pathways associated with concentration. So what research is showing is that when these kids hit formalized schooling, they're doing better consistently in the areas of math and reading. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, John, Dr. John Rady, uh, Harvard researcher, is a leading name in the field. So we have parents that have asked us, do you have anything for our younger kids? And we've, up until recently, we've not. So this is a, a Montessori approach to learning, hmm. which is more child-centric. And really what we want our program to be about, what we really want to do is we want to help kids develop their decision-making skills, making the decisions that are going to be in their best interest and those that feel right for them. So we're just trying to create an environment where they feel valued, and we can start to bring that forward. And if we can have that as a theme throughout the entire program, helping kids make choices that work for them, and if we can build micro-communities of support around the kids, then they'll see success. So when we went to San Antonio... 
Monroe's talking about a player profile that they created whereby they track the child academically, athletically, and also what the child feels their uh, purposes in life. Yeah. That's really interesting and attractive to us. That's because, where you hope to see this go. Right, for sure. So we got a, a firsthand look at what they're doing. And as Monroe said, when those kids hit that fifth grade level, they want to get those kids more involved in learning about themselves and in learning about how to take care of themselves and how to prepare for future. It might be college. It might be a trade school. It might be something else. We don't know. Yeah. You know, but we want to help participate in that process to bring them along, help them feel supported, respected, so that they can believe in their own voice yeah. when it comes time to making those tough decisions out in the street or for their future. Uh, so whatever role we can play in a positive way, yeah. that's what we're trying to do. So you've been doing this now for 17 years. I imagine you've had so many players who've gone through these programs. Are there some that end up coming back, staying on as, as junior coaches? And Absolutely. We have a number of our current coaching staff that we met when they were in, in grade school. Wow. So we started to partner with uh, some of the St. Louis public grade schools. Once we had the experience with the uh, – the counselors from the uh, Center for Survivors of Torture and War Trauma and heard that it was really helping the kids emotionally in ways that we hadn't expected, we wanted to find a way to reach the kids more often. So working in after-school programs gave us that connection. Yeah. So there we would continue to teach soccer, but we would also spend time during the time that we had with the kids and basically just talk with them and ask them how their day was going. That proved to be pretty powerful, yeah. you know, as far as the data we, that we were able to collect from that. So we're just trying to build on what we've been able to accomplish so far. So our two pillars that we have right now, we've got a grassroots league that begins the, for kids at ages 6 to, to 9, and then from the kids from 9, 10, 11 on up, we want to teach them uh, a little bit more about life as far as those life skills. And then this piece that we visited in San Antonio will take the kids from middle school to high school. So a lot of things are a work in progress. Not everything is going to happen today. Yeah. And we've been at it long enough to know to let things fall into place. But we believe that they will. And we've got a great team of believers around us. And I think the program attracts people that really – they might enjoy soccer. I don't know. Maybe they don't. But they want to be involved in their community, and they want to have something that they can f uh, feel good about and look forward to doing. So yeah, that's a lot of it. I mean, it's just amazing. This all came out of you wanted to sort of expose your kids to all the reality of the world and, and all the diversities out there. From there, it feels like so many people have gotten a crash course. Actually, that was my first inspiration, but it was a trip that I had to Chicago. Uh, my son was in fifth grade playing baseball, and... One of the dads on our team encouraged us to take a trip to Chicago, and we did, and we saw a field that had turned a community that had been overrun, but was taken back by a couple guys, and taking that field back transformed the entire community. And here, powerful experience. This is something that has now happened over right. 17 years in St. Louis. Tom Meckler, I want to thank you so much for joining oh, us today. Sarah, thank you so much for, for having me and, and giving us a chance to talk about New Dimensions. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. 
Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.